Welcome back, friends, to another edition of the CIAC cast. We're very happy to have you with us yet again for episode 11 of our endeavor here at the CIAC. Thanks again for joining us. We've got, uh, I think I should be an excellent show on tap for you today. Last week, we talked a little bit about some awards being given out. We got a little bit more of that this week with some honorees joining us. We've got a very coach-centric show as Ed Aston, the former legendary swimming coach at Cheshire High School, will be talking with us about a big award he is getting a little bit later this summer. And then we're going to talk to Mike Petrozillo, the AD at Middletown High School, who's going to be talking with us about an award program that is taking place later this evening on Thursday the night. So some good stuff coming up with that conversation with Coach Aston, probably the longest interview or at least one of the longest interviews we've done. So hope folks will really enjoy hearing from him and hearing him talk about some of the uh, the highlights of his career. So we'll be getting to that shortly. Two guests this week. Very excited about talking to both of these gentlemen. Let's get right into it. We'll get things started with our favorite returning segment, Things You Might Have Missed. And we got a few new items on CICSports.com, both of them coming earlier today, as a matter of fact, so you certainly might have missed them if you haven't been checking the website today. One of them was some changes coming from the NFHS with the rule changes for basketball next season, mostly some minor changes uh, coming down from the status from the National Association, um, the most significant being that head coaches can now come onto the floor to break up a fight or intercede in a potential conflict, so coaches trying to be able to, giving coaches a little bit of leeway to try and prevent any escalation of any incident. Certainly something that we would be in favor of. Don't want to see any kind of ugly incident on the floor like those that happened in the NBA last night, if for any of those who may have been watching. And speaking of rule changes, the CAS CAC membership held its annual meeting this morning and approved seven new bylaw changes for the CIAC that will go into effect for the next school year. These measures had been previously approved by the CIAC Board of Control for you regular podcast folks. We did a CIAC Board of Control podcast a few weeks ago, but those bylaw changes must then be approved by the membership at their annual meeting to go into practice. So that's what we had this morning. You can find a summary of those changes, those bylaw changes, online with a new post, and as well as a link to the full language that will go into the handbooks, uh, which will come out a little bit later this summer. So if you want sort of the the Cliff Notes edition, we've got that for you online. We also have the full edition that explains exactly what the changes mean. So encourage folks to check that out. Along with that on CICSports.com, I will mention once again, you folks probably got tired of me referencing it during the winter season, but the Tournament Central page has been updated to the spring at this point. Obviously not a ton of information in there yet, but it is ready to go for the spring season. If you go to CICSports.com, click on that Tournament Central button on the right-hand corner of your screen. You've got all kinds of good information for the 2013 spring tournaments, including the championship dates and sites when they have been selected. You've got rankings links there as well, uh, along with the tournament packets. So good stuff there. And of course, as we progress, that'll be the best place to check out brackets and all kinds of good stuff on CIACsports.com. The Tournament Central page, be sure to bookmark that. It's going to be your best friend as tournament play continues in the coming weeks. Moving along now to our first guest, who's someone we've been trying to get on the CIEC cast for quite some time, but our schedules haven't quite clicked, but very happy to have him with us now. On February 26th, the NFHS, the National Federation of High School Associations, for those of you who 
are unfamiliar with the acronym, announced the 2013 National High School Hall of Fame inductee class, and it included former legendary Cheshire swimming coach Ed Aston. He'll become just the fifth inductee representing Connecticut in that esteemed operation, and it is a tremendous achievement to be recognized in this way. So I'm very happy to have with us to talk about his career, Coach Ed Aston, formerly of Cheshire. Coach, thanks for being with us. And um, So start off here, I guess just... Um going back to the beginning of, of your career, was, was coaching something that you knew you always wanted to do, or, or how did you sort of get involved in, in coaching, particularly at the high school level? Well, um, I knew I wanted to be first a school teacher and that I wanted to get into coaching. I wasn't sure which sport, but he, uh, it, well, I knew it was, uh, eventually I knew it was going to be swimming because I swam in college. Right. And my uh, college coach, actually uh, asked me to coach the club team that his son was swimming on. And he felt that I I had the, the goods to be a, a, a pretty good swimming coach. He, he just recognized that. And, and I just felt, wow, here is my college coach asking me to coach his kid. And uh, so that's where it all started. And I went to this club, the Handham Recreation Swim Club. And then uh, I started the team in Cheshire after a number of years, mm-hmm. and then went to uh, the next profession was the high school, starting the high school teams. Sure. Did you ever, just curious, did you ever ask your, your college coach, you know, what what it was that made him think that you'd be a, a good coach? Did that ever, uh, did that discussion ever come up? Well, I, I, I have to believe that it was probably the work ethic that I had and, and, uh, and, you know, constantly questioning and talking to him about coaching and, and why he did certain things and why do you do this and why do you do that. Because I was inquisitive as, as far as all of that was concerned. And I think, you know, him sitting down and talking with me kind of sensed that, you know, maybe this was the direction I, I wanted to go. And he he uh, was more than willing to do all of that with me. Yeah, it's certainly a, a nice nice when you've got someone who's willing to answer those questions for you. Yeah. Um, sort of looking back, uh, how would you describe kind of what your, you know, sort of strategies, for lack of a better word, was for, for coaching or sort of your methods or, you know, things like that? What was sort of your philosophy uh, with your coaching? Well, you know, starting the program in Cheshire was everything was uh, – I looked at um, – the, the the future and the possibilities in the town that uh, I lived in in Cheshire, and uh, not having a team there before, and and as I said, starting the uh, age group program, we started out with about 42 kids and quickly grew to 120. So I knew it was fertile territory, and uh, I I you know I thought that this would be a great situation. I had a summer job. Uh, working at a pool in a, in a private club, and I was able to uh, get the younger kids going with swimming, and, and they'd go from the summertime, and I encouraged them to join our Y program, our club team, and then from there, you know, we knew it was then time for a high school team. Yeah. So I had all the things in place. I had the, the summer programs in place. I had the uh, year-round program in place. And then it just led to the high school, and and in the beginning I did all of it. You yeah. know, it's uh, um, 
it was going to be my program, and and this was the way that I I visualized it being successful. That uh, I had all the bases covered. I didn't have to rely on anybody else, and and I knew that you know training him from the young age, I could get him the way I wanted. Sure. To be. Um, you know, do you have any sort of feelings for for things that you tried over the years? Um, you know, either in terms of strategies or in terms of training or, or really anything, things that really worked for you and then maybe some things that you tried that, that didn't work so well? Well, I think, you know, one, my my thing was whenever I planned to work out or did something, I wanted to make sure that if I was a swimmer, I would have liked it. Yeah. Uh, and And I tried to incorporate those things. And then I did, I went to a lot of clinics and I read a lot of books. And I tried to bring into the things that uh, I felt might be useful. I, I honestly feel that, that coaching um, is, a, is a, a career that you bet, borrow, and steal from everybody. Sure. And then you, then you incorporate it into what you think would be best and, and then uh, add on or um, adjust, make any adjustments there that, that need be. Yeah, but there's a lot of great ideas out there, and and you're crazy if you don't use ideas that others might have. See how it fits. See if it's what you like doing. Because there's a lot of them that are good that I didn't find were good for me. Yeah. So there was a lot of things that that uh, I really looked into, but one of it had to be that it had to come from me, and uh, I had to be very happy with what I was doing. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. So just any sort of, um, and this kind of fits right in, do you sort of have any specific ways that you feel like you adapted as a coach over the years? I mean, obviously did it for a long time. Did you feel like you changed anything, you know, drastically along the way or, or just maybe adapted your style a little bit or anything like that? I, I think I, I, had, I, I feel I have the ability to adjust throughout the years throw away the things that maybe I was doing that I didn't think were uh, were going to be good for this coming team and constantly trying to adjust and adapt. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I felt that that was the best way to, to go about things. Uh, and, and the one thing that I wanted to make sure, the one constant, that there had to be discipline uh, within the program. And, there, and they had to do it my way. Um, you know, I always used to start my season off with and telling the swimmers, let me be the one that screws up your season. <laughs> if you, you know, if, if you listen to me at the end of the year, then, then I've got to be accountable. Yeah. If you didn't do well, then you only have one person to blame and that's me. But if you fight me and you don't do what I ask, then, you know, we've got to share in this responsibility. It's not all me. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I felt was important. Did you and did you sort of feel like you know were you were you lucky in the sense or maybe not lucky maybe it was part of it but do you feel like you know that the, the students did buy in even from the beginning to to kind of what was going on and I imagine that having the success you had sort of helped with that that process. It did. Did you feel like you know it, that the buy in was there from the beginning. Um, they bought in because it was in, you know the high school was a new team. Yeah. And uh, in our third year, we won the state title. Yeah. So, you know, the first year, they're feeling you out. The second year, they're, they're going along with you. Then all of a sudden, the third year, we win everything. And then 
things became easier. It, the word spread throughout the kids and, and, you know, listen to what he says and, and, uh, everybody was buying into it. And, and then as the years went on, the tradition took over and it was easy. Kids were anxious to get into the program. Yeah. And anxious to, they, they saw how much improvement the other kids had and, and, um, you know, you still had your descend, you know, some of these people that were doubting. But, you know, that came from parents, let's say a few of the parents that uh, they wanted to have their input, and I refused to have anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is sort of a, you know, a much broader question, but uh, what was, you know, if you had to sort of list either your favorite thing or, you know, maybe favorite thing or two, what would you say that was your favorite thing about coaching? I mean, what was it about the profession that really, you know, once you sort of got into it, uh, knew it was something you wanted to be, be doing for a long time? Well, one was the relationships with the, the swimmers. That was a big thing. And the other thing was I, I always looked at each season that you were creating something. Mm-hmm. And when you have that opportunity to create, I think that piques your interest. And then when you lose that, that feeling that, oh, it's another season, and let me just go copy what I did in the past and pass it on. I mean, the kids knew it. The kids, you know, so each year was something different, and, and each team was different. And I loved high school swimming because every four years you have another cycle. Yeah. And uh, you just, uh, it's, I don't know, I often wondered, you know, an artist when he paints a picture and, and uh, he looks at it and see what a great accomplishment it is. And I think he can do the same thing in coaching. Yeah. You can create your image and your picture and then you go and you work on it and, you know, you see if you're successful. Yeah. You, sort of going back, I'm, I'm kind of curious what, you know, what was, how would you handle, you know, those students that, that maybe did push back a little bit and didn't, you know, necessarily, uh, sort of have the discipline right away or, or things like that. What was your sort of approach uh, into to kind of bringing those kids uh, in the direction that you'd want to go? Well, I think a lot of it had to do with my training as a teacher. Um, I had two ends of the spectrum. During the day as a teacher, I worked in the inner city, and I had a lot of the minority kids and kids that uh, had very poor family backgrounds and and, you know, not interested in school. And then at the end of the day, I leave there and go to the nice affluent community of Cheshire yep. and coach those kids. So I had the opportunity to see what clicks for both. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I honestly believe that my training as a, as a teacher went a long way to helping me as a, as a coach. Yep. I was able to, what I was able to, to, to click the button for the kid in the inner city also helped me with the other kids. Yeah. You know, one of my nice kids who come into swim practice driving his BMW next to my 20-year-old Volkswagen bug, <laughs> you know, I, I look at these kids and they tell me I have a bad day. And I said, oh, yeah, I guess it compares to the kid that I had in class today yeah. whose mother was shot last night. Right. I said, yeah, that, that can, you know, you had to decide which car you had to drive this morning. Yeah. You know, and... Trying to put things in perspective like that, you know, um, it all helped. Absolutely. Um, you know, and obviously this is something that our organization believes very strongly in, but I'd sort of be curious to hear from, you know, a coach's perspective is, is what do you see as sort of, you know, the, 
obviously along with kind of just the outlet for competition, but sort of the benefits and, and the of the high school athletic experience in general for the students? What do you sort of see as the pluses for them uh, of being involved in something like that? Well, I, I think there's there's no other sport or activity other like high school sports. Uh, I think it's the first, it's first real indoctrination into team sports. Yep. You know, the younger kids, everybody plays, everybody gets a trophy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that's not the way the real world is. And when they get to high school, now they've got to compete a little bit. And they've got to, you know, how are you going to react to that? Are you going to be a worker? You know, I used to tell them there's three types of people. One that watches how it happens and one that asks, you know, one, one that makes it happen, one that watches it happen, and one that asks what happens. <laughs> and and wh- where do you fall in? Yeah. And, which kind of a person are you going to be? And, you know, in, in constantly uh, come back with feedback and say, who are you today? You know, you're watching all, everything going on around you. You're getting anything out of it. Right. And, you know, if they would say to me, oh, I'm not into it today, i tell them to go home. Go home and read a book. Right. Go do something that's productive. Don't be here. And if you can't come and do something that's productive, I don't want you in here today because we both will end up hating each other. Yeah. <laughs> for the day. Um, you know, any obviously, I, I, with all the success, I'm sure there is a lot. But any sort of particularly memorable meets or or seasons or or things that that jump out at you as you kind of look back over uh, over over all the time uh, at Cheshire. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I think the 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 very first year that. Um, we we won state titles with the boys and the girls team. Uh, the first one was with the boys, and then right after that came the girls. I think in 1992, where uh, the girls team won the class class state title and the state open, mm-hmm. then the boys came back and won the same thing. And and I, I don't know if there's been any other coach that's won four state titles in one season. Yeah, that that was you know. There's been high schools that won both a boys and a girls season, but I don't know if there's ever been the same coach who's done both. Yeah, and won four state titles in one school year. '97, um, we had the uh, fastest freestyle relay in the country, uh, which was a great thrill. And then in 2000, I think it was 2007 when we set the national record for the consecutive win streak. Yeah. That night was was incredible with the with the publicity, the T V stations, the, all the alumni coming back, the, the build up in the in the town through the parents. It was just uh, an incredible situation. Yeah, obviously. Um I assume but uh, do you still, you know, keep in touch with a fair number of your of your former athletes? Oh, yeah. I assume many of them are well, still involved in swimming, I would guess. Yes. You know, I mean, Facebook and email certainly have made things very easy. Yeah. In touch. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of, I guess, uh, I think this is my last question. I've got a number of stuff written down here. Oh, I got two more. So well, two more questions. Um, it, you know, obviously being there as long as you were and, and with the success, I imagine you had at least uh, some interest uh, from maybe places that wanted you to come coach. Did you ever have any, you know, thought of, 
maybe trying college coaching or anything like that? And, and if so, what sort of ultimately led you to, to stay with, uh, with Cheshire? Never gave any interest at all hmm. to coaching in college. Um, I, I, I wanted to I, – I have a distaste for having to go out and recruit. Yeah. And I would just much rather be in the situation I am and take the kids that come in there and, you know, play, play the cards that you dealt. Yeah. That's how I always looked at it. And, and you know, I had people ask, never any real formal inquiries or apply for anything, but I had had people ask, are you at all interested in this? And there was never any interest on my part. Yeah. I enjoyed the situation in my life the way it was. That's great. Um, and now, I guess, just finally, um, you know, I know, obviously, as you said, there's been a lot of success with championships and, and you know, the attention of um, the the win streak. And, you know, I know you've won, you know, a fair share of awards and honors and things. How does uh, how are you sort of feeling about this this honor from the NFHS for the, the National High School Hall of Fame? Well, just looking and, and, and inquiring and hearing how uh, – People like Bob Lear talk about this. I, it's got to be the ultimate honor for anyone who's worked in a high school situation. Um, and yes, I got into the National High School Hall Coaches Hall of Fame, and uh, there's a couple other awards, but certainly this. Uh, you know, having spent you know my whole career in the high school, it, it is the ultimate honor, and. Uh, Especially when you see there's only been, what, four other people or so from Connecticut? Yeah. And uh, there's only two other swim coaches in the United States that, are, that I got, got into this. Yeah. I mean, how, how could it be any better than that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. And, you know, being the first swim coach from Connecticut also. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just nice that, that these people have thought that much of me and my program had that much of an impact that somehow or other someone thought highly enough to do this for me. Yeah. It's just it's just incredible. Yeah. Well, uh I know we are all looking forward to uh to being out at the convention uh in June and, and seeing the, the ceremony and stuff. So look forward well, to uh to, to that uh, should be a great, great event I would think. I I'm sure it's going to be. All right. Well, uh, Coach, I appreciate it very much, you uh, finding the time to, to chat with me a little bit. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks. Appreciate that great conversation with Ed Aston, the soon-to-be Hall of Fame, uh, National High School Hall of Fame member from Connecticut. Great talking to him and really appreciate him taking some time to, to dig deep with us and really talk a little bit about his career. Got kind of a coaches-centered show this week, so we'll move along now to our next guest who's going to talk to us a little bit about the Connecticut High School Coaches Association Coaches Recognition Dinner, which is taking place a little bit later tonight. So we reached out to someone who could tell us a little bit about that fine event who's going to be honoring some very deserving people uh, a little bit later this evening. I'm happy to be joined on the phone now by Mike Petrozello, the Athletics Director at Middletown High School and also the President of the Connecticut High School uh, Coaches Association. So wanted to talk to him a little bit about an event that they've got going on tonight. Coach, uh, how are you today? Uh, as I said, it's a, 
it's a rainy day in the athletic director's life, uh, so it's kind of crazy, and hopefully the sun will shine tomorrow. That is what we're <laughs> certainly what we're hoping good. for. Certainly what we're hoping yes. for. So you've got the um, the 49th annual coaches recognition dinner going on tonight. Can you uh, just talk a little bit about uh, what that event is uh, is all about and uh, and who's being recognized tonight? Well, the the event is is to recognize outstanding coaches in the field of athletics. It's also to recognize uh, four uh, student athletes, uh, scholar athletes tonight. Uh, it's also uh, we're going to be re- we're going to recognize about 30 coaches in, in 30 different sports. We're going to also recognize uh, one athletic director, and we're going to recognize um, the past president, which this year will be Steve Philippone. Uh, we're also going to give out three distinguished service awards. Uh, one is to Joseph uh, the jo- Joseph Fontana Distinguished Service Award, the Thomas R. Monahan Honor Award and the Joseph Calvinese uh, CHS Sponsorship Award. So all in all, we're going to have close to 40 awards tonight being pre- presented to uh, various people. And uh, uh, I know, obviously, as we said, this is a coaches association. How do the, how do the recipients of these awards get chosen? What's the process for, uh, for honoring these folks? Well, there are certain criteria, number of years, which is minim- a minimum of five years, and then you know just what they've done on the field, what they've done off the field uh, for athletics in their contribution to their particular sport. They could be on a committee. Uh, they could be also running an all-star game or an all-state banquet or be on uh, the association's uh, uh, committee or work for the CIAC, being on one of the sports committees, and also uh, being a coach in their particular sport. So there's a number of different criteria. Um, for the selection, uh, and so you said you've got um, you know a bunch of a bunch of worthy folks uh, getting honored tonight. Any uh, anyone sort of in particular that uh, the the folks should should be looking for tonight uh, with this event? Um, well, I mean, uh, our athletic director this year being recognized is Joe Cantonella. Joe Cantonella is the uh, New Haven athletic director for obviously a number of schools. He has probably one of the largest school districts uh, in the state of Connecticut, and Joe is being recognized as Athletic Director of the Year. Sure. And then it goes on to all the rest of our sports uh, who uh, we have many outstanding coaches being honored. Yeah. Where could, uh, if fans kind of want to see a full list of uh, of the folks being honored, uh, where where can they find that information? Well, they can eventually um, uh, look for it. Um, uh, and I know I, I use the Connecticut High School Coaches Association website and we also have a uh, banquet booklet um, that's out here and being being provided for everybody um, that comes to the game and the um, the most important thing is that uh, it'll be um, c-t-h-s-s-p-o-r-t-s dot com in other words c-t which would be connecticut high school Sports.com uh, is the uh, website that they can go on, and after the tonight's uh, presentation, they'll be able to locate all the recipient awards. Great. Um, you know, just sort of generally for folks who aren't familiar, what is the the sort of? Can you just talk a little bit about the Connecticut High School, you know, Coaches Association? What is its role? What is the the sort of mission and and kind of goals of the of the organization? 
Well, most importantly, um, uh, the, the, the goal and the mission is to, you know, provide the best opportunities for student athletes uh, to be involved uh, in the athletic arena. Um, we have clinics, uh, we have workshops, we provide many different um, opportunities uh, for our coaches with professional development, um, and it's a great family that provides, uh, again, opportunities for young coaches to grow and so on. Um, so it, it does pro- uh, provide a lot for our coaches. Sure, and, uh, and as many folks would sort of know, the, the, the state high school, the coaches associations are the ones that often um, or pretty much always are, are responsible for choosing, you know, the, the all-state awards and that sort of thing. Those are all done through the, the coaches associations as well, so play a role in honoring the student-athletes as well, which is certainly important. Each sport has its own committee uh, under the umbrella of the Connecticut High School Coaches Association, that is correct. That uh, sponsors an all-state banquet, selects the all-state teams. Uh, most of the sports provide an all-star game uh, for their seniors and for their juniors. Uh, we are this year starting our first uh, football game against uh, Connecticut players, almost like a, a blue-gray game. Right. Um, and and that will be held at, uh, at Randler, uh in June. So, again, yes, we do provide uh, – uh, an awful lot for our student athletes in the state of Connecticut, as well as recognizing those four outstanding uh, scholar athletes that will be selected uh, tonight. Great. Well, Joe, or Mike, excuse me, Mike, I don't know why I have, uh, I'm all confused now. Got myself all confused. Mike, we appreciate you talking to us, and uh, I know you got a busy day with the, the event and, and the rain, as you said, so we appreciate you uh, talking to us, honoring some, some great and deserving folks tonight. We appreciate it. And please make sure everybody visits the, the, the website, and it's cthssports.com. There it is. All right, cthssports.com for the Connecticut High School Coaches Association. We appreciate it, Mike. Thanks. Okay, Joel. Sincere thanks to both of our guests this week, Ed Aston and Mike Petrozello, for jumping on to chat with us today. That's going to wrap things up for another edition of the CIAC Cast. As always, you know how to find us. You can email us at CIACCast at CASCIAC.org. You can follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports. You can follow our website, CIACSports.com. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash CIACSports. We are running out of ways for you folks to be able to follow us. So hope everyone is doing that. We'll be starting to turn our attention even more to the spring championships, I would assume, in the coming weeks. But hope to uh, have all of you with us again next week when we will be back for another star-studded episode of the CIAC cast. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>